Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Stapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, September 6th edition, our second episode today. We did a show earlier this afternoon, this evening rather, with Showdown Joe talking UFC Germany, GSP, some fun stuff like that. We weren't here this weekend, so we covered UFC Germany. This show brought to you by DraftBeast.com. Thursday, the NFL season starts. Let me take all your money. Just do it. I didn't get enough wedding gifts from viewers and fans, so what I'd like to do is just defeat you for it and take what's mine. You all didn't purchase me anything, so I think I should just have your money. That's pretty much how it is, and DraftBeast.com is where you need to go to make that happen. Also, if you want to spend a little more money on the Fightful podcast, go check out on it. Open up any of our podcast pages. Click that on it link. Check out their great equipment, apparel, uh, and supplements. I am joined tonight by Rob McCarron, free of technical issues and wearing a very ill-fitting hat. Rob, how are you? There was once a man and a snake and a rabbit, quite possibly an opossum somewhere, laughing on the side. The man was chasing after the snake, and the rabbit was chasing after the snake, and the snake was looking at the opossum and at the end of the day a tiger came in i don't know i i you know story time with randy orton one of my usually favorite segments of all time uh took an epically interesting turn tonight i'm doing great i'm glad to be back here with you uh on tuesday very weird night very odd night uh but i am here the audio seems to be working god bless all of you for having to listen to me the audio sounds great. Now, there wasn't a lot to talk about on SmackDown tonight, but we are going to talk about it. And I have to be completely honest, until about 45 seconds before we went on air, I didn't know there was a WWE pay-per-view this weekend. Oh, come on now. It's Backlash. It's the most important pay-per-view of all time. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, WWE's biggest draw working this weekend is working on Saturday night, maybe, possibly, against Mickey Gall and this busted up eye. Uh, very interesting weekend for the WWE-ites. Um, one pay-per-view WWE style, another pay-per-view from UFC headlined by a former WWE star. Uh, very Is interesting he weekend. actually fight in, in WWE? Was he a wrestler? Yeah, let's be real. He ain't the headliner. Oh, he is you in Cleveland. It. You know it, I know it. Oh, no, he's not. He Still. sold out that venue. Oh, Steve yeah, Steve Miocic did. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's okay. a hometown guy. Okay. All right. You believe he that, broke sir. The Cle- he broke the Cleveland curse. Yeah. Yeah. You go You go on believing that one, sir. He is the reason why Cleveland has two titles, may have three before this baseball season is done. Indians looking good, man. Indians bringing it to the Florida Marlins. Could you imagine if in the same year? Yeah, he could. The Indians, the Cavs and Stipe Miocic are champions. They would have to put the title on Miz, Ziggler, and EC3. 
You, you got to capitalize. Just give them all runs. Well, Miz has a championship, by the way, first of all. True. Uh, EC3 probably does. I don't know. How many belts are there in TNA now? The title in 2016. So that, that already counts. That counts. No, I, I count that one. Absolutely. Uh, Johnny Gargano. If they win the uh, the world's tag team championships Ooh, of NXT, he could be he could be a cruiserweight champion this year if that happens. He could be a cruiserweight champion. Absolutely, there's plenty of opportunity. But yeah, the Indians looking good in a uh, in a league right now that doesn't seem to have a very viable World Series contender. Like you look at the National League, and every World Series contender is in the National League right now. Uh, but this is all beyond the point. We have this backlash pay per view. It is on 9/11. John Cena's working the international shows. So he ain't on this. Your headliner, AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, and uh, after tonight, Heath's kids. Uh, so yeah, very oh, big, yeah. very big pay per view coming up on Sunday. I think a lot of people are are kind of not forgetting about it, but overlooking it to Clash of Champions, uh, just because that one seemed that one has the Kevin Owens show in the main event. That one you don't know what go, what's going on with Roman Reigns. You don't know what's going on with Sasha Banks. Bailey. I and think Charlotte. you're overlooking something. I overlooking? think you're overlooking something, and it's what our loyal audience wants to know about. Do you have a tentative date set for hat eating? Do you have a logistical strategy for eating said hat? Do you have any hat sponsors for Shake Them Ropes? Your great show that drops every week with Jeff Hawkins, who joined us last night. Why? What is going on with the hat situation? You've been on here wearing that goofy-ass hat you're wearing now. You've worn three hats at once. You have embraced the hat, as they say. That you need embrace the hat shirts. I do but need here, that. You do. What is your plan, Rob? My plan is to come on here Saturday afternoon when the punk golf fight has been called off and look at my mentions, which are undoubtedly going to break with all the people. Oh, my God, I can't believe you got out of it. Blah, blah, blah. Punk will fight later. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to Saturday afternoon. By Saturday night, everyone's going to be wondering why they bought that pay-per-view because Alistair Overeem's Stipe Miocic isn't enough for me, kids. Hell of a fight. Oh, I'm sure it'll be great. I'm, I'm sure, you know, weakling Alistair Overeem and, and Stipe, I'm from Cleveland, Miocic, is going to be one hell of a barn burner. Uh, I will be resting off of laughing my ass off about the punk thing to moving on till Sunday when I will find out if the American Usos can win the championships against Rhino and Heath. I've said this on multiple podcasts, and I think it's still true. At this point, if you had a giant edible hat, I think people would be okay with that. I think people almost expect it, Rob. If I wore like a, a taco bowl? Like a gummy hat, like an actual hat. Like if you had like a nacho hat made, like a tortilla hat. Listen, I appre- a tortilla hat would be a good one. I appreciate all of the uh, people worried about my health and safety, worried about what I'm going to be doing here with eating the hat. My contention has always been I won't have to worry about it. It's not about planning on what type of safe hat to eat. It's about not having to eat the hat at all. Because I know we're getting close. We're Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. This many days away from potentially having a CM Punk fight in the UFC. Uh, But I have plenty of time. The commission can get there on the day of and say, you know what, Mickey Gall, that eye doesn't look right. Or you know what, CM Punk, that gut doesn't look right. You can't fight. Uh, There's a number of things that can happen. Injury between now and then. The commission not, you know, allowing it to happen. Uh, someone, you know, well, the, the commission Cleveland, wasn't going to let it happen. The commission, Cleveland, the well, commission actually, they had to appeal the commission. What because, a joke. What a joke. First of yeah, all, because they just you, like Brock Lesnar. You have to have a certain number of amateur fights. That's also the case in Kentucky. And one of the inspectors in Kentucky who I respect very much said that he would reject the fight as well. Yep. And I'm going to be honest. He's completely full of shit. Okay. Because if CM Punk fought in MMA in Kentucky, they would oh, probably erect a statue love it. of him for bringing so much damn money to the city. So we can agree that this fight is a sham and that uh, by technicality, I, even if they get in the ring, uh, I have reasonable protest. I mean, we and we'll have to see how the protest appeal goes. I mean, just because he fights in UFC on Saturday doesn't mean I'm eating a hat on Sunday. Uh, I will get my due process. I will get my protestable time. I will get my appeals. I may take this all the way to Supreme Court. We may be talking in 2020 about me being victorious and having CM Punk's fight thrown out. Also, 
Also, if he's never announced as CM Punk, I believe I have an out there. If it's Phil Brooks fighting in the UFC, I believe I have an out. I think you I'm, know what? That's that's the best argument I've heard you make so far. Is that so many? That outs. is so many outs. No, that's really just one. That's really just one because your appeal so stuff is complete horse shit, to be honest with you. But if if they do announce him as Phil Brooks, then sure. But I think they're going to announce him as CM Punk because they better. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no one gives a shit about Phil Brooks. I mean, hell, uh, Cole Cabana doesn't give a shit about Phil Brooks anymore. So, yeah, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? Front row Brian kind of dropped an unintentional bomb that he assumed people knew about, or at least he pretended that he assumed people knew about. That I guess that this that Cole Cabana went backstage at a WWE event while they're suing him, which probably isn't such a hot idea, to be honest with you. And I guess CM Punk took exception to that. That's oh, – I was a little surprised to hear that. Well, no, I, I'll take that back. I wasn't surprised to hear that CM Punk would be pissy over such a thing. I was more surprised that Cole Cabana actually went backstage. Oh, I mean, listen. He, the, the WWE isn't suing Cole Cabana and Mr. Brooks. Dr. Amen, the doctor is. The WWE and I know it's probably it. yeah he's probably WWE is probably behind it in a way and they probably encouraged it you know stand up for this so on and so on, uh, but there's plausible deniability there and uh, you know CM Punk if the story's out there that if the rumors are true that Cole Cabana and CM Punk aren't on the uh, greatest of terms right now, Cole Cabana wouldn't have been the first guy to turn on CM Punk, and uh, and not want a relationship any further. That's what CM Punk does. It is. It, I figured that, that maybe Colt Cabana just asked CM Punk for Rancid's booking info, and he was like, how dare you? How dare you use me? How dare you plot against me since we were in our early 20s just so you could get Rancid to work a show when we are in our late 30s? It was yeah, all a plot. I, I don't know about all that. Um, I'm looking forward to Saturday. Because no matter what happens, whether CM Punk fights, whether it gets called off, it's going to be a fun day. I'm, I'm going to get tweets galore at Shake Them Ropes in the Twitter uh, feed. You can you can make fun of me when CM Punk gets in the ring. That's all well and good, but I'm really looking forward to Sunday because I think AJ Styles is going to win the WWE Championship. We'll talk about this here. We'll probably preview the the show right now, which uh, what we have five matches only for the show. Um, you know we'll get some weird shit added I, that doesn't matter, listen, and I hate I, that. Oh, I know we will. I don't. But hey, uh, there's not. It's not like there's a ton of extra options. John Cena's not there. Alberto Del Rio is not there. Um, we say there's going to be a ton of extra matches. There's not exactly a whole bunch of other people to put out on this card. No, they'll probably put the Usos versus the Hype Bros. Pro- probably an Usos tag team match. Uh, maybe we'll get a pre-show match. Maybe we'll get one of those half-hour pre-shows and we'll get one little pre-show match. Uh, Callisto, Baron Corbin. I got to figure. I think Baron- Callisto didn't Callisto get hurt? Well, uh, maybe Baron Corbin and Kane. I think might be. Uh, you know, Jeff Hawkins yeah. talked me into that one. Baron Corbin and Kane being added to the show. Uh, there, there's some different things that they can add, but not pay-per-view caliber matches, right? I mean, the pay-per-view caliber matches are already made. We got Apollo Crews. What's Apollo yes. Crews going to do? Anything at all? Who cares? Uh, yeah, well, more importantly, yeah. Uh, that's true, and that's uh, that's an indictment on WWE, right? Because people were hyped it for is. Apollo Crews to be coming in, and he was an indie darling, and he is not getting any crowd reaction anymore. Like that's amazing in itself. Because the indie darling crowd usually uh, the crowd gets behind them no matter what they do. People are still in the indie darling phase with Seth Rollins. And he's been on main TV for three years as a heel, as a good guy. And people still give him the uh, indie darling reaction of a lot of events. So yeah, Apollo Crews, they kind of just ruined him. It's, it's pretty weird to see. So let's get into this SmackDown show. Let's get into this SmackDown show. Let's put all the women in one match and say, and wipe our hands clean. Yeah. As is tradition. Yeah, let's build an incredibly thin women's division and then just book it like we did uh, in the years before this quote-unquote divas revolution. So we got that opening segment and, and a subsequent match. And really, like, what, what are we supposed to say about it? What are we supposed to talk about? That? Eh. Well, I, the question is, you got Carmella and, and uh, Nikki Bella. You got Natty and Becky Lynch kind of involved in programs. Alexa Bliss is just kind of there. Naomi's just kind of there. 
what do they give the championship to? Which program? Do they, do they give it to the Nikki Bella Carmella program? Do they give it to the Becky Lynch Natalia program that we've seen for the last three months going nowhere? I have to think that either Carmella or Nikki Bella are winning this championship. And, you know, against my better judgment, I think Carmella is going to win it. Man, that's crazy for me to think. I mean, she did go over, you know, there are a lot of people that say, well, if they win on the go-home show, they're not going to win at the, the pay-per-view, but that isn't always the case, can, contrary to popular belief. But this is – I care about it in the sense of, well, I'm <laughs> interested to see what direction they're going to go with this. But Yeah, yeah, I, the direction certainly because there's a lot of uh, – you know, I could see him putting it on anyone. And who will be the first champion? There's that. Who will be the first champion? And that, you know, Nikki Bella and Carmella, if I had to pick two people, I think that's what it's going to be because I think that program gets the championship and you go to Survivor Series or uh, whatever the show is in October. I don't even remember what the October show is going to be called for them. No Mercy? Is that No Mercy coming back? I th- yeah, I think so. Yeah, so No Mercy, WWE No Mercy. Um, yeah, Carmella and Nikki Bella, one-on-one for the women's championship. And Survivor Ooh, Series have- comes along, who knows? We have breaking news. We have break. Oh. Oh, Mickey Gall out? No, Shane McMahon said that due to Chad Gable's injury, Alpha is out for Sunday. I wondered why, because the Wikipedia page... Uh, added they, a TBD. They moved to TBD and the Usos versus the Hype Bros is added. Um, so I'll tell you what, I will, I will, I will one-up you, Rob. Did, he, did Shane McMahon announce on Talking Smack who the replacement's going to be? Is it going to be the winner of the Usos and Hype Bros? No, he didn't, but I will say this. Okay, say it. If TBD ever wrestles yeah. in WWE mm-hmm. or fights in the UFC, I will eat a hat. Oh, well, then. Because, he, because they have been booked thousands of times and never show up. Um, I believe TBD is going to be in the main event of Clash of Champions, so you better be eating that hat. The big dog is wrestling against Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, baby, so uh, yeah. God was booked and wrestled God. on a WWE pay-per-view before TBD. Okay. And if you believe it, it was at Rupp Arena an hour from my house, and I didn't go watch God wrestle. Why wouldn't you Man. do that? I didn't tra- I don't Rupp- travel a lot now, but Rupp I Arena is that, uh, is that University of Louisville? What's Rupp Arena? Lexington. Lexington. Uh, yeah. Okay. Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky Wildcats. Boom. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Louisville is the yum center. Louisville is the Yum Center. Yeah, the house that Rick Bettino built. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And um, that he's probably going to knock down, too. So TBD. Uh, well, okay, you, you bring up this breaking news, so let's go breaking news style on it. Do we get a, a new tag team, a tag team of uh, from NXT? Do we get the winner of the Usos and Hype Bros? Uh, what are we doing here? I think it's got to be winner of Usos and Hype Bros. And this is kind of what I had said because – so that's a bad precedent, Sean, though. Like, you can just take out any team and get their spot. It does. So it's it really precedent. does. So we'll talk about that, too. The American Alpha squashed the Usos tonight. And we got a heel turn. And it's like, damn, if they're going to turn heel, I would almost rather them win rather than be sore losers about it. But, you know, sore losers as heels, not that bad, I guess. But. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to, this goes this goes back to um, I'm sure you and Jeff talked about it. And I'm sure you were both wrong on every aspect of Enzo and Cass losing their match last night. Uh, but it, it kind of plays into this aspect too. the Usos were too bad. They could not beat American Alpha. They take American Alpha out and now they're going to get a second chance in this tournament. And guess what? They're probably going to win. So now you have the Usos who aren't as good as Alpha and they're going to win the championships. Alpha comes back and now you have the chase. We everyone knows the Alpha is better. But the Usos hold the tag team championship, so you're going to want to pay your $9.99 a month to finally see American Alpha do the deed and win at No Mercy or win at Survivor Series. So, yeah, based on this whole storyline, I got to think the Usos are going to win, and Heath Slater's kids are going to grow up poor, and it's just a sad Well, Rob, if you ever watched our Tuesday show, you would know that that's pretty much what I said was going to happen. I but I thought I don't usually this happen. I thought that, that yeah, I, I thought that the Usos were going to be the ones to eliminate Slater and Rhino uh-huh. and just have no remorse and kind of clown him for costing his him his job and then beat American Alpha via nefarious means or whatever. Well now they're just gonna uh, they're gonna do that just in different order. That's fine. Sure, sure. 
And I'm okay with that yeah. uh, because yeah. when American Alpha won and Heath Slater and Rhino won, I thought, <laughs> hey, dumbasses, why would you put American Alpha in a spot to get booed just horribly? Because Heath Slater and Rhino are getting cheered in that match. Heath Slater is a national treasure right now. Yeah. He's fantastic. And people like Rhino too. He's still got the nostalgic factor. Uh, yeah. It's interesting because I thought that would have weighed, waned away uh, much quicker. So, yeah, you have the hype bros and the Usos and, you know, all intents and purposes. That's probably getting you into the uh, championship match. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe they bring in some other team. Uh, probably not of the headbangers level. Uh, but maybe they bring in something else for Heath Slater and Rhino. And maybe Heath Slater and Rhino win. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be. Maybe they trade for someone. Maybe the Dudley boys come in and uh, SmackDown swoops them up and they face Heath Slater and Rhino. You don't know. You don't know. Also, apparently on Talking Smack, Brian said he wasn't a fan of Sasha Banks' fake retirement speech. Well, it wasn't. Fired. The thing is, it never got to be a retirement speech. At no point was she, uh, yeah, she was hinting to us who thought, you know, we didn't think she was retiring. We all knew what the gag was. Um, but at no point was she doing what Mark Henry did and, hey, I'm laying the boots down and, hey, I'm going to go away and, hey, I'm done. She was there to, to, to uh, deliver bad news. And guess what? She did to Charlotte, which was obvious from the beginning. I didn't necessarily like the segment because I thought Sasha was a little hokey during it. Um, but it, it worked. I, I thought the Dana Brooke stuff was fine. I, I wish there were more for Dana Brooke. Like I want them to put her back with the club. Really? I want that to be a trio. Yeah. Uh, they're all just to, just to check out his wife's, uh, Luke Gallows, wife's Twitter every week. Okay. Well, that's, that's your reasoning. I just think it would be a fun, entertaining trio on WWE TV. Uh, and we, especially if you do segments, do some backstage segments, do some out of the arena segments like uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson at a bar with Dana Brooke and Dana Brooke is the one punking out all the dudes. How amazing and funny would that be? Just do something. Do let them go out for 10 minutes and, and let sex Ferguson do his thing. Also on the show, the Miz beat Apollo Cruz again. Yeah. Apollo Cruz is dead. Like, he's dead. Yeah. Like, like why, did, the, why did they call him up? This is so weird. Because when they called him uh, up, people yeah. were like, really? It was a surprise. It was a surprise because no one really saw that one coming. Uh, they just called him up, and he, was, he got one match on Raw. It didn't go over very well, and then he's been where he is uh, the whole time after that. Amazingly enough, he's been in the Intercontinental Championship picture. Amazingly enough, he's been uh, – did he win – he won the battle royal to get the intercontinental shot, but yes. he was also in the world title picture on SmackDown for a short time, just uh, you know, doing whatever. It's very interesting with Paul Cruz. I don't know if you can send him back down right now. Does going back would, down to NXT help him any? I think it would, and I think yeah. it would because I would hope that somebody would make him find a personality, even if that personality is something. And they haven't told that story with a guy. They told it a little bit with Emma. Yeah. As the girl who failed in the main roster, went back to NXT, found herself, and then came back up. She she failed on the main roster, came back, cut out the dancing, and was just – she had a chip on her shoulder against everyone. And her being a complete bitch basically allowed her allowed her to rise in NXT. I don't know if – And you know what? I'd be cool with Apollo Crews being a complete bitch. Sure. Sure, just be an asshole to everybody. Like this, yeah. be what Alex Riley honestly should have been. Um, but Alex Riley just, you know what I mean. And this is what well, he is in real life. Just be a guy who was on the main roster and has been kept down. And Alex Riley did it a little hokey, did the whole rage thing, and it was all about that. But you can be rage without you know rage on your Titan Tron and rage on your trunks and coming out here and trying to pick fights with Kevin Owens for no reason. Just be a guy who beats up all the guys who aren't as cool as him. Be a guy who's beating people up. Hell, you can do that on SmackDown, honestly. Have him turn heel. Let him beat up Callisto. Let him beat up Heath Slater. Let him beat up some of these guys uh, that he feels are beneath him. And you know what? Once he does that, the crowd's going to start seeing those guys as beneath him too. And what does that make Apollo Crews? Someone who is above others. And that's really what they should be doing. Throughout this night, we had Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton like reading off of those little sheets that you see at the Chinese restaurant that tell you what animals belong to what year you were born. You know what I mean? A rat went into the forest, and the doctor said, I smell a rat. And the possum said, you're right, 
And the snake said, what the hell's going on? This shit was weird. Yeah. This is weird shit. It's very Wyatt. It's very Wyatt. And I'm surprised Randy Orton's not trying to make it seem cooler. But because that's what Randy Orton does. He tries to make things look cool. And sometimes yeah. they do just because he's involved. They, they seem cooler because Randy Orton's in there. Randy Orton doesn't go hokey usually. And uh, he's going a little hokey. Going a little Speaking hokey. of hokey, your boy, boy, Kurt Hawkins, is back next week. Yep. Hate him. I mean, the dude doesn't belong anywhere. I mean, go back to Create a Pro. Go run your wrestling school. That's great. Uh, no one wants to see you on TV, Kurt Hawkins. Nobody does. No one's going to care about you. Not a single one. You're going to be Jinder Mahal. If you're lucky, that's your ceiling. Jinder Mahal's your ceiling. Go away. For your own good, really. I'm not trying to say this to be mean. For your own good. I mean, good on you for making money, for doing nothing, and for being boring. Uh, but go home. Go home. We had Renee Young bringing us an update on Chad Gable, which is all really moot right at this point because we know what happened. Also, Fandango came out and danced with some lady. Killed him. Where is this Kane thing going? Just beating, beating dudes up. I think they're building to Baron Corbin and Kane. Uh, that's what I see happening. Uh, maybe there will be some unstoppable monster. Maybe they're going to build up to a Survivor Series match with Kane and Braun Strowman, for all I know. Uh, sure. Usos and Hype Bros is a number one contendership match, by the way. The winner of that match goes on to Faith Heath Slater and Rhino. So, yeah, I think that Usos are probably going to win. And uh, American Alpha and Usos will be your match going into No Mercy. But anyway, wow, yeah, we, completely, I, I, we completely guessed that match to begin with. Yes, well, you did. You did. I, that was a good call on you. The VOD villains were always there um, because you're putting in the Hype Bros and the Usos. I guess they're just the teams that made it to the semifinals, right? So yeah. you've done the second chance. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know what we were talking about. I completely lost my train of thought there. We were what? talking about the Usos and the Hype Bros. No, we weren't. We were talking about something else before that, but I completely forgot, so that's okay. Kane. Uh, Kane. We were talking about Kane. Where's Kane going? And uh, I don't know. I would say Baron Corbin, if not on this pay-per-view, on the next one. Um, is, there, is there someone who's gone, not John Cena, is there someone who's gone on SmackDown that could come back? Is Luke Harper anywhere close? Probably not. Uh, He's not on either roster. Who? Luke Harper. Right. No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, what could... Who he could is come close, in? though. Okay, he is so very close. Maybe Luke Harper and Kane uh, could be a way they go towards November. Um, until then, I don't know. Kane's just going to come out and beat dudes up. Yeah, I'm looking at things pretty bare. No John Cena. Yep. No That's Al- rough. No Alberto Del Rio, and Alberto Del Rio may not be a huge, huge star, but depth-wise, they kind of needed him, and he is gone. So you have no John Cena. You have no Alberto Del Rio. Uh, Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles in your main event. You have all six of your women's division in the same match. Uh, and you have multi-tag uh, multi team matches. Fandango, Tyler Breeze, Vaudevillains maybe yeah. in a tag team match on the pre-show. Those two teams maybe. So let's talk about this card. We have the Usos and the Bros. We are both expecting the Usos to yes. defeat the Bros. Yes. Move on and face Heath Slater and Rhino. Yes. Naturally, like you mentioned earlier, Seems like the Usos should win this. Really set off that that heel turn. Set off the heel turn. Be the champions when everyone knows that they're not deserving of it because American Alpha should be the champions. So now you have that straight one-on-one feud. American Alpha, the Usos, where it should be. And then you also get a little bit of a story with Heath Slater. Like Heath Slater needed to win this tournament to keep his job. What's going to happen once he loses? Uh, Does he go away? Does he start showing up on ball shows again? Does Shane McMahon sign him? Do they, do they give him a second chance in some form? So not only will you have a story for the winning tag team, the winning tag team's future challengers, but also this third team in Heath Slater and Rhino to find out where they go. Uh, I think that's the best for all involved. Now uh, we have The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Speaking of the best for all involved, the best for all involved in this would be to do nothing. Let the Miz go out there. Let the Miz go out there and pick fights with dudes, never actually having to fight. Uh, but I think this match will be pretty good. Miz, Dolph Ziggler, they'd be insane to give Dolph Ziggler the win. At this point, just ride this Miz wave. and Ride it to WrestleMania. 
not in a six-person ladder match, build something up for someone who the crowd really wants to see win a championship and beat this little punk The Miz and, and ride that wave. Miz yeah, for sure. WrestleMania. Do the, ladder match for the, do the ladder match for the Cruiserweight title. Well, that would be perfect. If you're really going to, yes, absolutely do a ladder match for the Cruiserweight title. Do a ladder match for tag team titles if you really want to. Uh, but The Miz should keep this championship, uh, build up, I, I almost said build up Apollo This should Cruz. be his That's title. Over. His title. Should be his title. For a long time. Should be his title. Let Dean Ambrose. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply win it at WrestleMania because Dean Ambrose sure as hell ain't going to be the world champion uh, here coming up soon. Let Dean Ambrose finally beat the Miz for the world title for the U for the intercontinental championship, whatever. Just uh, keep the belt on him for right now. Dolph Ziggler shouldn't be winning big matches at all, at all. Six pack elimination challenge for the SmackDown women's championship. Alexa Matches. Bliss, Becky Lynch, Carmella, Naomi, Natalia, Nikki Bella. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Carmella, but I think any, you know, Carmella or Nikki Bella are probably my pick. I think the title goes to that program. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, the one least likely to be ready for this championship is the one who's going to win it. We have a woman who is married into the Samoan wrestling dynasty. Mm -hmm. Yep. We have the daughter of Jim the Anvil Neidhart. We have the possible future wife of John Cena. Yep. But it's Paul Von Dale's little girl getting it done Sunday night. That's right. Wrestling connection. Second generation superstar, Carmella. Exactly. And hey, you never know. Way down the line, her and Big Cass, they could form a a super, super kid or something like that. And maybe you got one there. Can Can we talk about this Enzo Big Cass loss to the Shining Stars? Because I didn't get to yesterday with you. What did you guys? Sure. What did you guys end up saying? Did, was Jeff on your side with why the hell are Enzo and Cass losing? Well, if you watch the show, you would know no. that I couldn't. You know, I kind of listened to you, Rob, and I, I was like, okay, maybe they're portraying that that Enzo is the weak link, and I would hope that it leads to a situation where Enzo doubts himself backstage. And maybe eventually, or, or cast out. He him. gets the hot tag, and he just dominates people. Or and yeah, lots of lots of different scenarios. But I mean, when you and you weren't the only one, there were a ton of people. But Jeff thought you were full of shit. By the way, a ton. Well, Jeff, just stop it. <laughs> a ton of people were doing that sentiment. Why the hell are Enzo and Cass losing to the Shining Stars? When you look at it in tag team scene, they're kind of even. Those two teams. I mean, Shining Stars won a match. Yeah, no one saw it because it was on like Superstars. But golden truth. Golden truth. Enzo and Cass don't win tag team matches. Cass has been proven on television. In storyline, Cass is better as a single. He'll win singles matches. He'll get to be in a world title shot match. But as tag team, they're not winning anything. The Vaude Villains match, where the Vaude Villains won the shot because of Enzo's injury to go on to the tag team title chance, the Vaude Villains were going to win that match anyway. It's not like Enzo and Cass lost out because of the Enzo injury. They weren't going to win. They are not a team that's portrayed as a really top tag team. They come out, Enzo does his deal on the mic, Cass backs him up, and they look ominous. They look like a, a, a pairing that could do well, but they don't do well. So Shining Stars getting a, a fluke win isn't out of the realm of possibility at all, and it does help advance both the Shining Stars as a, as a future tag team threat if you need more depth in the tag team division. It creates a storyline where maybe Enzo doubts himself or Cass doubts Enzo, Maybe at some point they will play up the backstage rumors, the stuff that we're all talking about. Do they want Cass to go as a single? 
Maybe Cass begins to think that way. Oh, I could have more success as a single. And we see where that develops. Uh, but absolutely, the Shining Stars, I'm not arguing whether was it the right call or the wrong call. I'm just saying it wasn't an egregious call. It was a dumb call. I thought you said you were on my side. I thought you said I convinced you. About them losing, sure. It just shouldn't have been to the Shining Stars. The Shining Stars suck. Well, maybe, maybe, the club, maybe the club, that team that you're trying to get over to have a big tag title match. Sure, have them do it. They're not dead in the water. Well, hell, they might be after this week's situation. Either way, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. Match of the night. This should be like a kennel from hell match, but all the, the animals that they mentioned and demons and predators should be around the cage. You want it, yeah, you want it to be like a, uh, a, what do they call it, a lumberjack match with animals? Yeah, should sure. be interesting. Um, I have no idea where to go on a prediction for this one. Uh, Randy Orton just got beat by Brock Lesnar, so I think Randy Orton's probably going to win. But Bray Wyatt's just coming back. And, you know, what, does he come in and lose to Randy Orton and then what? I, I don't know if we get Harper. That's, been, that's like the case with him, though, always. Yeah, I know. Like, then what? Okay, so he shows up, his music little. He wins a lot of matches, though. And then he just attacks people. Bray Wyatt wins matches, just not lately. Uh, maybe Luke Harper comes back here. I, how, I have no idea, really. I've been so out of the realm of the Luke Harper injury watch, so I don't know if he's coming back soon or if it's still a month or two away. Maybe you get Luke Harper coming back and we get the reimagined Wyatt family, which is not that so reimagined. It's the same thing. Uh, I, I don't know. I think Randy Orton wins clean in the middle. I, give him the RKO. Give him the clean win, especially when in the main event you're going to have AJ Styles most likely beating Dean Ambrose. So give the big baby face Randy Orton the win and maybe go Randy Orton and AJ Styles from here. Yeah, I think it's going to be Orton. I think he's got the momentum of sorts, even though he yeah, lost at SummerSlam. A lot of people were talking about him. And I, do you, you know, get the do you get the feel though, Sean? Like that match is over, and now it's just kind of it's just kind of gone. Like a lot of Brock Lesnar matches tend to be. Uh, he comes in for the big event and goes away, and that match really isn't in canon anymore. It's like it never it didn't even happen. Like Randy Orton is now coming back, and his first contender is Bray Wyatt. It's as if SummerSlam didn't even happen for those two. That's how that's how I feel right now. Like in a month, I'll forget they even wrestled. Well, that's the case with a lot of people after they face Brock Lesnar. I mean, outside of The Undertaker, but that that seems to always be the case. That's why when a lot of people, they they had trashed CM Punk about trashing part-timers. Brock Lesnar is a different situation because he is a legitimate fighter, and he proved two months ago that he could beat top 10 legitimate fighters. But, you know, it's like what CM Punk said, who's coming to work Monday? Who's coming to work Tuesday? Okay. I don't know. Uh, uh, who do you think eventually beats Brock Lesnar? God help us if it's Shane. <laughs> if it's Shane. Would, they would totally do that. They would totally have Shane not beat The Undertaker to control the show. Absolutely. Then have him beat Brock Lesnar. Not only that. Not beat Undertaker to control the show, but control the show anyway. And then somehow get in a battle with Brock Lesnar as if Brock Lesnar stands to gain anything from beating Shane McMahon. What is in it for Brock? Just destroying Shane McMahon for no reason? Um, yeah, I, I don't know who finally beats Brock. At this point, I would suspect nobody, really. Unless Brock Lesnar decides, okay, he's done with pro wrestling, and Vince convinces him to at least lose on his way out, then maybe it happens. Uh, I would love for it to be Kevin Owens. Like, if Kevin Owens kept the world title for a long time, I would love for Kevin Owens to be the guy to beat Brock. Uh, but I don't, I don't see anyone... I don't see a situation where Brock Lesnar loses clean to almost anyone, uh, but maybe Shane right now in one of those weird, crazy matches that just goes nowhere. So I'll ask you, heal Kevin Owens or a babyface Kevin Owens? Heal Kevin Owens. I want to heal Kevin Owens to slay the dragon that is Brock Lesnar and just become the new Brock Lesnar because you would want a a super hot babyface to eventually try to be the one to beat Kevin Owens. Right? So, yeah, have him as a heel. I don't need babyface Kevin Owens beating Brock Lesnar. He'll be the babyface anyway. So so just go with that. But have him be a heel. So that way he's the unstoppable monster. And now you're rooting for someone to beat him up. And it sure as hell won't be Sami Zayn. So give him... It'll be Roman Reigns. But, Ugh. you know, just... So you mentioned, 
you mentioned you think AJ Styles is winning yep. Sunday night. You think so? You think he's walking out with the WWE Championship? Yes, I do. Isn't that crazy to think? Even just six months ago, your or- world champions in WWE are going to be Kevin Owens and AJ Styles, and the people they seceded, succeeded, seceded, whatever, <laughs> as the champions are Dean Ambrose and Finn Balor. Like it's not just the current champions that we're in awe of. It's the people they're replacing too. Finn Balor and Dean Ambrose at the same time. Didn't think that was going to happen even six months ago. Sounds like a fan fiction. It really does. <laughs> it really does. And it's it's crazy to think. But yeah, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, I think are going to hold the titles at the same time. Um, it's going to be a fun time in WWE because John Cena's gone. Does John Cena come back and all of a sudden get in the title picture with AJ? AJ, a guy who beat him two times in a row, especially the last time being pretty, uh, you know, pretty hitting the nail right in the coffin there. Yeah. Um, I, I think Randy Orton and AJ Styles is your program. I think Kevin Owens is in a, obviously in the program with Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. Um, after, I, I think they'll do the three-way and Clash of Champions to move on to the next pay-per-view already. I think they will do the three-way. Roman Reigns will be in there. And Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens will be your program going after that with Triple H finally getting his program kicked off again with Seth Rollins. So very interesting time. I mean, a lot of cool names are in the main event scene all over the place. And then you got the cruiserweights coming in. Uh, This is another fun packed time for WWE. I also think AJ Styles is going to win. Excited for the show, even though I didn't know about it until (laughs) earlier, which it's, it's been a wild week. Been a wild week for me. So uh, as as they were hi- hyping all these uh, pay per view matches, did you just like were you in the background thinking this pay per view is probably a week from now? Like it, it yes. I don't know what you know. It's no big deal. I I understand there's a pay per view coming. I'm just surprised that Sunday was basically your reaction. Yeah, because my mind obviously was on wedding last weekend and UFC 203 this weekend because that's a big show with with CM Punk. By the way, guys, if you all haven't register at fightful.com. Check out our forums, our exclusives, tons of stuff from Vince Russo, Showdown Joe, Brandon Howard, myself. You get all kinds of fun stuff from Alex Palowski. Also join in on our live viewing parties. You get early access to podcasts, all that stuff. Share it on Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, all that cool stuff. That Muhammad Hassan feature is going to drop very soon, probably within a week or two, hopefully. But yeah, I thought it was, for some reason, I thought it was next weekend, not this one, but. Hey, I'm cool with that. I didn't have anything to do Sunday night, I don't think. Let's since we have a little bit of time, going to approach some rumors. By the way, there are reports out today that EC3 was done with Evolve because of his TNA contract status. That is not true. He's not booked right now, but it's because he's working out the details of a new TNA deal. And if he's in the clear after that, he is more than open to do so, from what I understand. Right, and they have guys that, you know, shuffle in and out. Uh, you know, yeah. it's not like EC3 not being on a couple of shows here means he's done with Evolve. It's just he, he never was going to be on every single Evolve show. Sure. So it looks like the Cruiserweight division is Graham Metallic, Tazawa, Jack Gallagher, Cedric Alexander, Rich Swan, Brian Kendrick, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Noam Dwar, TJ Perkins, and also names that they have that, qualified that are already on the roster Xavier Woods, Sami Zayn, Sinkara, Enzo Amore, and Neville. Now the last five names may or may not be involved in those matches, but they do fit the requirements. Oh, that's Rob- right. Sami Zayn fits the requirements. Now everyone's coming on to, uh, although he did say recently in an interview that he was actually 212 pounds, but the WWE bills him as that. Cause he, it was a pre summer slam interview and they asked about it, and he goes, well, I don't know what the limits are, but I'm 212 pounds. Yes. We've been through this. Two months ago, when WWE all of a sudden changed his weight. It's not like sure, I just started. It's not just I like came out of nowhere saying Sami Zayn's a cruiserweight. And never, of course, and of course. No reason but now. he said that he was above the limit he is. a couple weeks ago. He is. But that doesn't mean anything. The whole point was the fact that they changed his weight. For what reason other than, oh, all of a sudden he's 205. And, and I'm getting laughed at for saying that he might be a cruiserweight. So why did they change the weight? Come on, people. Um, the thing is, though, he's gonna he looks kind of big. If you put him in the ring with guys like Jack Gallagher and uh, Akira Tozawa, Sami Zayn's going to look like a heavyweight. He doesn't fit in with those guys. Yeah, but the, I mean, the, the difference in size between a cruiserweight today 
in a cruiserweight 10 years ago, you know, they, they're a little bit smaller. Even, even the cruiserweights are a little bit smaller. You didn't see a lot of 150 to 160 pound cruiserweights running around back then. No, that's what I'm saying, though. But Sami Zayn's a giant one. So now you have. Because as Nate Diaz says, everyone's on steroids. Everyone is on steroids. Everyone. Sami Zayn, especially. I mean, that beard doesn't grow the way it grows by itself. I mean, let's be real here, people. I mean, just use your brain things. Um, yeah, Neville's going to be in that division. I don't know about Enzo. Maybe every once in a while. This is the thing with this division. Not all of these guys are going to probably be brought to every TV. Not all of these guys are going to be on every show. I mean, Brian Kendrick isn't going to be touring Raw regularly. They'll shuffle in and out the guys that they want. Some will be signed full-time, Johnny Gargano, but they might be working NXT full-time and work a Raw here and there. You'll have your Cruiserweight champion. You'll have a storyline for him. That's probably going to be it. Not all of these guys are going to be on every show. It's not like you're getting four Cruiserweight matches on every show. It's not like you're going to see 10 cruiserweights on every show. You'll see the names from the cruiserweight classic. You'll get a couple of guys who are on the raw roster shuffled in with the Nevels and so forth. Sin Cara, probably. Uh, that's what it'll be. That's, that's what it, I feel is going to uh, look like the cruiserweight division there. Um, you're not, I just don't see you getting Jack Gallagher on every single raw. Will he be a full-timer in NXT? Probably. And then every once in a while show up on raw. That's what I foresee this cruiserweight division being a lot Kind of a lot like the late 90s uh, raw light heavyweight division where they would bring yeah. in, you know, guys from uh, Mexico here and there for a couple of weeks at a time uh, and, and make the cruiserweight division about Takamishinuku for a while and then some other guys. Uh, it, it'll be a work in progress. You know, we all don't know how it's going to shape out over the next three months, but it's going to be fun to watch when it is. I mean, watching Johnny Gargano on WWE TV will be somewhat surreal and pretty cool. Scott Hall was tossed from an airport bar recently. Cool. This on Saturday for being drunk and disrespectful to a bartender, it says. Hmm. Apparently, he called her a bitch. Yikes. Any thoughts on this? Uh, you shouldn't be using that language. Shouldn't be calling women bitches. I apologize, Dana Brooke. And I apologize, Apollo Crews. Uh, that's Scott Hall. And it's not like the guy's going to be on the wagon forever. He's going to fall off. This could have been one of those times. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was just really tired and maybe really rude to this woman for all we know. Because uh, they did something recently. They had like a big thing a week ago where they were, uh, it was like wrestling night. It was NWO night at an independent baseball Did team. you see those sweet jerseys? The jerseys were sweet. Absolutely. Uh, Too sweet, perhaps? The Bluefish, I think. Independent League Baseball. People calling it minor league baseball. It's not. Independent League Baseball. Uh, Scott Hall, X-Pac. Yeah, how about that, too? How about the King of Trios, Billy Gunn, X-Pac tag teaming? I didn't see those results. I'm going to go look at those right now. They're actually up on Fightful, but I had Alex serving as interim editor this weekend, so I didn't get a chance to look at them. So I'm going to go look at those right now. Go look. King of Trios was this weekend, the same weekend as PWG's Battle of Los Angeles, some crazy stuff going on. It is the year of the tournament, WWE doing tournaments. New Japan Pro Wrestling doing tournaments all, tournaments all the time. You got these independent tournaments. You got the Scenic City Invitational in the South. You got in the West, you have the PWG Battle of Los Angeles. Uh, WWE doing a tag team tournament right now. It is the year of the tournament. What a year it has been. And we got, what, four more months left. We got plenty of time in this year. It's crazy. This is 2016, man. Sean, it went nuts. So who did you say was on King of Trios? They weren't in the, I don't believe they were in the oh. King of Trios tournament. They were on night three when they do oh, okay. uh, all the eliminated guys. They do like a tag team gauntlet type deal. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were They were one of the surprise tag teams. X-Pac and Billy Gunn coming in there. Uh, and uh, Billy Gunn was the one Billy Gunn. You know, good times. <laughs> they do, the, the King of Trios weekend for Shikara Pro Wrestling is always interesting because they do the Ray de, de Voladores uh, tournament, which was won by Aerostar. Like all of these tournaments that they have going on, the, the finals of the King of Trios, which is the King of Trios is a three-night trio tag team tournament with stars from all over. Some high level, some low level, some Shikara level, which is like even below. Uh, the finals were an all-women's finals. Joshi Mania teams. Yeah. Yeah. It was something special. And so 
you have Shikara running all these tournaments and none of the winners of any of the tournaments were Shikara people. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, King of Trios is on my, my wrestling bucket list. I always wanted to check it out because they would they would do cool things here and there. Like they would have the BWO or they would have the one, two, three kid, which I thought was just the coolest thing. Like Sean Waltman not only shaved and threw on the one, two, three kid gear, but he busted out moves that you might not have realized that he didn't do after he was the one, two, three kid. And that was really cool. They had I remember one year it was like Team Cold Front that had Glacier, Al Snow, and somebody else. Uh, yeah, they had Glacier, Glacier coming in for King of Trios was one of my all-time favorite independent wrestling moments when Glacier comes in. Super cool. Um, the revitalization of Sean Waltman started in Shikara. And I think it was at a King of Trios. I'm actually not quite sure. He was in a four-way match. And that is when X-Pac really fell back in love with indie wrestling and was back on the scene. Uh, so Shikara can have some really cool moments. Um, it's not all bad in Shikara Pro Wrestling. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you know gives the company and independent wrestling a black eye. But Shikara on screen is uh, it's family entertainment, and a lot of it can be really fun. And of course, Battle of Los Angeles. And people keep asking me to talk about it, but I don't know how I'm supposed to talk about it. All I've seen is a trailer from one night. Right. We're not going to see it for a month and a half. So all we'd be going on is written results. And I I think you're right, Sean. We shouldn't probably do that. We don't know. We can tell you who won. I I don't know if that's going to upset people. Maybe we shouldn't even tell you who won. Yeah, they can go to the website if they want to hear that. Because what else can we really offer? The villain, Marty Skrull. Damn. You did it. You 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 went and did it. Didn't I just you? said a name. I don't know what you're talking about. I just said a name out there. Did you see the the impromptu wrestling? Not impromptu. The wrestling match that happened at Texas Tech with John Cena and the football team. Was yeah, even John Cena it was a fake John Cena, right? The fake John Cena putting somebody through a table. That was a pretty pretty well executed table spot. Okay. What'd you think of it? I didn't see it. You didn't see it. I know. I heard about it. I didn't see it. If I'm going to watch stupid kids at a stupid school in a stupid state like Texas do things, then I don't even know. I don't want to see any of it. Johnny, Ma- Johnny Manziel is back in school. What do you think about that there, Sean, from being from Ohio? What do you think about your former... Browns quarterback. I know you're a big Browns fan. Oh, God. (laughs) Johnny Manziel going back to school. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, he needed to do something. So good for him. Sure. Good for him. Good for him. What else is on the. Do we have questions? We should get into the questions. None of the questions. We have a little bit of time. We, We should get into the questions because I'm sure people had to sit through an hour of Jeff Hawkins and they're just dying to ask someone intelligent some questions. By the way, you all you all do have a show, you and Jeff. We do, and it's going to be out uh, later, late, late, late tonight, actually, if you can believe it. We're recording right after this. Uh, I'm killing myself tonight. Somebody says, what does Rob think about the old day segment last night? Yeah, so just because I didn't get to uh, participate in Monday's Fightful podcast does not mean I didn't watch Raw. I watched Raw because I was trying up to the very last minute. In fact, after the very last minute, I was trying to do your show Monday night for all of you. I was trying to do it. It just it didn't work out. But I watched Raw. Uh, the old day segment, segment was an abomination. What I take out of it, though, in good news, silver lining, if you will, Sean, is they've had these really, really bad segments before where it's just it's not funny. It's, it's you're cringing the whole time. You're waiting for it to end. You're dying for it to end. And then what happens next week? They rebound, they bring themselves back up, and they perform, and it's somewhat entertaining. I will give them another pass here as long as they don't make this a regular thing. So far, they've had these bad segments, and they haven't made it a regular thing. So, yes, it was awful. It wasn't funny. It was filling a three-hour television show by making a 12-minute segment go 18 minutes instead of giving six minutes to someone else. Uh, That has to change. But I'll live through it. We lived. We li- We survived, right? We all made it. We all made it. Jeff Hawkins and, is in the comment section. 
Great. What is he commenting about now? Is he commenting about how my ratings on Tuesday are going to be better than his on Monday? Rob burying me. Shameful. Is it shameful? Or is it truthful? You can't handle the truth. Now let me dance with my tattooed arms. Somebody asks what I think of the final Cruiserweight roster. I I like it, but I hope they have a chance to show character. It's not. They really need a chance to show character. It's not the final Cruiserweight roster. What do we think the new Cruiserweight title may look like? If they even have one, I don't know. Um, oh, I, I think the winner of the tournament on the 14th. Oh, we – God. So we'll have our show next Tuesday, right? Or we'll have it next Monday, but you'll have a show on Tuesday. That Wednesday. Talk about a big yeah. week. Wednesday is the finals of the American Best of the Super Juniors, also known as the Cruiserweight Classic. It's, uh, it's a big week for WWE, but I believe that they will announce on that show – that the winner of the Cruiserweight Classic will be the first WWE Cruiserweight Champion. Uh, yes, I know they've had the Cruiserweight title before, but they're into this big, everything is the first time, right? So it'll sure. be the first Raw Cruiserweight Champion there. Uh, my guess is TJ Perkins. If they can convince Kota Ibushi to sign with them and be a regular with them, he'll win it. Um, but right now, I'd put 95% of my money on TJ Perkins winning. I would like someone to create me a preemptive uh, Jordan crying meme of Josh Matthews if that occurs because I'm pulling for TJ Perkins oh, yeah. for that reason. I think he fits all of it. Um, I mean, he's a guy that they can control. He's young enough still. Uh, he's a guy that has a cool backstory. I would give TJ Perkins that championship. I Give him the win. Make him the first ever, and that's how you make this uh, final even more special. You bring out the Cruiserweight title. You have Triple H, you know, stealing all the glory, whatever. People are going to say that. Gives TJ Perkins the championship. Maybe even Stephanie comes out. Maybe you have Stephanie come out giving TJ Perkins a contract for Raw, and he's your first Cruiserweight champion on that following Raw as they head into Clash of Champions, and maybe he even defends the belt at Clash of Champions. Maybe you got Johnny Gargano, uh, probably not Johnny Gargano, but someone against TJ Perkins on the WWE pay-per-view in Indianapolis, Indiana, and that really kicks off the Cruiserweight division and makes this Cruiserweight Classic a big thing. And hell, a year from now, say they want to bring back the Cruiserweight Classic. Maybe there's a lot of names that end up not getting signed and maybe some new Cruiserweights that are out there that are popular enough to be brought into WWE. Maybe you have another one next year and the Cruiserweight Champion maybe defends against the winner or even enters the tournament defending his belt throughout. So there's a lot you can do here. I'm excited about it. Most of my money is on TJ Perkins uh, with the off chance that Kota Ibushi wins if they can sign him, which I don't see happening uh, at best, I think WWE can get Kota Ibushi to appear on the NXT tour in December. Like, at best, I don't think he's going there full-time. I don't think he wants to. Somebody asked what our thoughts are on people being mad about PWG not booking local talent and putting over uh, British wrestlers. <laughs> uh, I don't care. PWG, I'm not getting into the PWG local talent debate. I don't think it matters. Yeah. They're a super. They're indie. not a local talent type of thing. This isn't 2006. It's not anymore. Well, they were a local talent thing all the way up to 2014 and some into 2015. Yeah. But right now with Lucha Underground and with the vast amount of talent they have, why not make it a super indie? Pardon my French. Ronda Rousey and fucking Sofia Vergara are showing up at their shows now. I mean, it's a little different. I, hey, you know what? I would love to see Human Tornado pop up there and have a run. I would love it. But Well, Devin Sawa's been showing up ever since like 2007. Yeah. Yeah, so I, they've had the stars. I mean, Tornado, <laughs> Tornado, whatever that movie was, big time. Um, yeah, I mean, and they have local talent. Chuck Taylor, I mean, yeah, he's not a Southern California guy, but he's been there for a while as one of their kind of grown-up talents uh, for 10 years. So they're not completely turning their back on the local talent. They're just using the best of the local talent, the best of the PWG talent, and mixing in a lot of other names. It's a freaking super indie. They put together one of the best super indie tournaments of all time. I'm not going to begrudge PWG for not using Peter Avalon, for Christ's sake. Guys, please check out Fightful.com. Share our stories. We have exclusives coming all week on CM Punk. Talking a little Brock Lesnar, talking about AJ Lee, uh, Talking about Brock's uh, failed drug test and how AJ is dealing with him fighting. I know Rob's excited to hear those. Also, podcasts Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Hot damn, I've got a lot of work ahead of me. 
Man, Fightful.com, it's a place to be. Please register. It's very important to the success of the website that you register. Like I said, share our stories. Hey, if you want to go to twitterfeed.com and add our RSS feed to your Twitter account, that way our stories pop up automatically, have at it, guys. I'm not going to stop you. I won't stop you. Rob, anything to tell the people quickly before we go? This might be the last time I ever see you alive. I love you. True. And I'll miss you. Guys, until next time, follow us on Fightful, online, on Facebook and Twitter. We are out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.